Greetings. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and I'm your host for these Bible study podcasts. Today we are continuing with our review of the key principles of effective Bible study based on a booklet of the same name available on our podcast page at biblestudy.asbzone.com. This podcast is inspired by the following Bible verse, 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So what is the goal of this series of studies? It's to help you obtain greater value from your Bible study and devotional sessions. These episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes each, and focused on key principles that God teaches us through His Word. Most people know that Bible study is essential to the Christian experience, and many people realize that without prayer, Bible study is futile and unproductive. But there are other, less known principles that the Scriptures also teach us, and our goal is to present them to you. These will help you to see God's Word in a more expansive way and will assist you in becoming just like the noble Bereans of Acts 17, 10 through 12. Today's study is entitled, Instruction by Way of Principles and Commandments. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness to us. As we get into this study, we ask that you'll give us wisdom and understanding, and that your Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Instruction by way of principles and commandments. God provides instruction and guidance to us using multiple mechanisms in the Bible, including commandments, also called statutes and judgments, and principles, or precept and example. Direct commands in the form of thou shalt and thou shalt not, make up only a small portion of the scriptures. The greater portion of God's instruction and guidance to us comes in the form of principles and examples as recorded throughout the scriptures. There is much that we can learn about what we should do and what we shouldn't do based on what people in the Bible did or didn't do and what the results were. We shouldn't need to see, as an example, Thou shalt not sell your Savior for 30 pieces of silver as a commandment to know that it violates God's principles. Similarly, issues like smoking, gambling, and pornography can be rightly understood as being against the will of God because they each violate one or more principles, including those related to health, stewardship, purity, respectively. One of the most profound things that Jesus took the time to point out in the Sermon of the Mount was that God is concerned about the underlying principles of his law and not just the mere wording of that law. And what do we mean by that? Well, Jesus took a lot of time to emphasize that killing is not good, but the thought process that leads you there is what is a problem, right? Let's look at Matthew 5, 21. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. 
and whosoever shall say unto his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Okay, so he's saying just as Cain, Cain committed murder because he was angry with his brother. So if the anger were to just just because you avoid killing someone doesn't mean you haven't gone there as far as God is concerned when you have the anger but you know you just decide life imprisonment isn't for me right in that may that may be useful from man's perspective that may be useful from man's perspective but it's not useful from God's and to be fair even in man's perspective Human laws still take into consideration the planning to do something, even if it doesn't work out, right? So conspiracy to commit murder is still frowned upon by humans, even if you didn't get to commit the murder, right? Just the thought process. So Jesus, in his earthly ministry, showed us that the principles of God are broad, exceedingly broad. Now, one of the most interesting things that we're not commanded in the Bible, that it's not directly commanded against. Polygamy is not directly commanded against. But if you read the Bible record, you cannot come to the conclusion that polygamy is good, right? Because why? Every family you see that has multiple spouses, and in the Bible's case, it was always multiple women, there are problems. There are significant problems, problems that either would have happened in a single, um, in a regular one, one man, one woman home, but worse, or problems that don't even exist in, 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 in that kind of home. Like right? the, the situation between Hagar and Sarah can never happen when there's only one husband, one wife. So you see things in the Bible, first of all, we have examples of even godly men with polygamy and no good comes of it. That's one. Two, when God has an opportunity to set marriages in order, it's always one person, right? He makes Eve for Adam and that's it. The first person recorded in the Bible as having multiple wives is a descendant of Cain, right? So again, there's instruction there when the Pharisees ask about um, divorce, Jesus says, if you divorce, you're creating problems. And they said, well, then how come Moses gave us bill of divorcement? And he said, he gave that to you for the hardness of your heart, but from the beginning, it was not so. So what does Jesus do? He doesn't say, you know, you guys broke a commandment by doing it. He says, the original plan did not include that. And he takes you back to the beginning. So he takes you back to the example. He takes you back to the principle to show you and teach you in that case, right? There are commandments. That's when we speak about not killing and not committing adultery. We're speaking to commandments, but there are also principles and those are shown earlier. One of the most profound things that Jesus took the time to point out in the Sermon on the Mount was that God is concerned about the underlying principles of his law and not just the mere wording of that law. Thanks for taking this time to study with us today. 
We encourage you to prayerfully review the booklet in conjunction with this recording, and we hope this has helped you to better understand instruction by way of principles and commandments. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this short study, and we hope that it's building on the previous studies to get us to a place where we better understand what it is you're communicating to us in your word and how you're doing it and what is truth and what is not. Please bless us as we study and give us a heart to, to dig into your word even more. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening in. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them to biblequestions at asbzone.com and we will do our best, by God's grace, to provide you with biblical answers to those questions. If you are finding these studies to be a blessing, please let us know all about it and also share these studies with others. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you study His Word.